Welcome to the weekly Unpacking It Facebook Live podcast, where we unpack the very latest in sports, faith, and life. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, from his mouth to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast. We are live on a Monday. So glad to be with you. Luke Heaton is here. Henry is back for Tap Drill. We've got a full show. The NBA Finals have been tremendous. We will unpack Game 5. Is it over? Is it over? We'll talk about the Open Championship in golf. The Olympics begin this week. NFL training camp is starting up soon. The NBA draft is around the corner. We'll probably wait till next week to talk about that. But so much going on in July. Normally, this is the, the, the down part of the season, uh, the sports calendar. But, man, we, we got a lot to discuss and unpack today. Uh, excited to do so with you, the community of sports fans following Jesus here at Unpacking It. So love you as a listener and really appreciate your support. We do want to hear from you today. So if you're listening to us on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you're at, we'd love to hear from you. You can comment in the comment section. And, and the big question today, what are you convinced of? We do this on Mondays. What are you convinced of? What are you convinced of? So we will, get, we will share ours uh, in just a moment. And then we'll do our, our segment tap drill at the end of the show where we bounce around a, a couple fun either sports, life, topics, and uh, we'll goof around there. And then also we'll do our kind of our serious segment, our encouraging segment called Unpack This. Uh, we'll do that in just a few minutes. And you probably already saw the Giannis video that went viral over the weekend, but we're going to unpack that today. What he said, the truth that he said, and actually what he said and, and how that relates to the Bible and how it parallels the Bible. And the truth that he shared is actually in the Bible. So uh, that was awesome. And, and we'll get to that in a moment. Before that, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Go to healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options. Healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. Luke, good morning. How was the weekend? Weekend was awesome. Another great Monday. This weekend, uh, something to celebrate. Got to baptize my wife. Whoa. Yeah. That's exciting. So very exciting. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, she, uh, had, uh, has been a faithful, committed Christ follower for a long time and just had, had not been, uh, been able to publicly profess that through baptism yet. Wow. Um, so in the past couple of months, we'd been discussing it. She was like, Hey, I think I haven't, uh, been able to, profess my faith through baptism and really want to do that. And uh, our church, the baptisms were yesterday, so we got to be a part of that, and I was able to baptize her, and that was a very special moment. Really, really awesome. Ah, oh, that's incredible, man. Wow, that's, uh, that's, that's worth celebrating, absolutely. Well, yeah. tre- tremendous news. Gosh, that, that's excellent. Well, uh, speaking of church, guess who preached on Sunday? Oh, that's right. That's right. It was your time preaching. I made my debut. Oh, I'm gonna have to go back and watch the live stream. I didn't realize it was it was yesterday. 
It was yesterday. So Ooh. it was awesome. Uh, turn, turned out well. Praise God. He, he spoke through me. I tried to get out of the way. So uh, it was it was a great experience and, and just the process of really seeking the Lord on, on what to talk about and, and kind of putting together the message based on his his leading and then being able to, to share it with the, the congregation yesterday morning. It was it was fun. So I wish uh, I was able to tune in live so I could have heckled you in the live comments. That's right. Exactly. Uh, I, I kind of kept it on the DL and wanted to make sure it, it turned out OK, but uh, we'll, we'll share it if, if, if anybody wants to check it out. Uh, would cool. love any feedback. So, so that was my kind of the highlight of the weekend, but but had a nice time with the family uh, as well, hanging out with with Maddie. And and here's something just a, just a, a little goofy thing to to mention. So over as we do this show throughout over the years, hopefully we we do this for many years to come. I'm I'm raising one daughter now. Another one is is expected to join us in a couple of weeks, which I'm excited about. And I notice things as I am teaching Maddie. That there are things that we know in life that don't make any sense. Hmm. Like, like for instance, why do we call our like uh, what do we say? So my my uh, brother's wives are are Maddie's aunts, right? Now some would say aunt. Okay, aunt, right? I am. If we want to get if we want to get into this, we are getting into it because I am the starting power forward on Team Aunt. It is A U N T. I have said aunt my entire life. So you're on aunt. So I'm absolutely on team, I'm on team, team aunt. aunt. No so way. Aunt. It's my aunt. Well, it, so- it, it, you have to play both. You have to play both ways then, because if it, anytime you see a little creepy crawler, you have to call it an aunt. Oh, I got an aunt bite. You got to. <laughs> you got to play both ways. Well, that's my whole point because <laughs> she's learned all the animals and ants, not all of them, but a lot of them. So she understands what an ant is. And so ant bite, ant bite. So, so she'll say that you ant. well, Hey, we're going to go see aunt Ashton or aunt Emily or aunt Leslie. It's very confusing. And so I've had to, so I was trying to explain to her over the weekend, the difference between both ants. Well, aunt is like the, the one that we go see and we can hug. The other ant is the one that you have to run from. And so <laughs> I either go. Sometimes they're both. Sometimes they're both the same. That's right. That's right. So, so both. We, so, so I either go all in on what I'm used to saying aunt and try to explain this or, or make the conversion like you're talking about. Got to make the conversion. Saying aunt. Which so it's sound, the. That to me sounds ridiculous, though. It's the Minnesota in me. My mom's family's from Minnesota. So it's the oh, north. It's the northerner in me. But that's the northern thing. Aunt. I think aunt. I think aunt's north. Ant is certainly south. Ant ant is a southern thing. Okay. Yeah. Ant, ant is definitely a southern thing. But I mean, it's I guess it's the grammar purist in me that sees the A-U-N-T that has to call it aunt. And then I always tell people, if you're gonna call these relatives ants, you gotta call the little <laughs> bugs aunts. It's only fair. It's only fair. You you gotta stay in equilibrium here. Yeah. So yeah, though I th- I think your solution is actually probably fair. I need to make the switch to aunt. So, but I, but I am curious. Those of you listening, how have you kind of navigated that over the years? Is that where you stand? Are you on the aunt team with uh, with the starting power forward, Luke Heaton? What a ridiculous thing! But uh, there you go. And then so the other quick thing. So when we're we're learning numbers as well, she can basically count to twenty, but she gets mm-hmm. held up on the. 13 14 15 16 because or, or even 12 like 12 doesn't make sense and 13 why why isn't it i guess you i don't even know what you would say with two 
but like three teen or, or you know, it's, it's very confusing. I don't even know how to Interesting. explain it. Right? Interesting. Have you ever thought of that? 15 isn't 15. Why isn't it 15? Who made that decision? And it's very confusing <laughs> to try to teach a two-year-old. So, so I'm trying to grasp it myself. I'm like relearning and trying to wait, wait, what, 15, 15? What are we going with here? That's true. What, what happened to the one teen or the two yeah. teen? Oh, there you go. Okay, so it'd be two teen. Yeah, there you one go. One teen or two teen. Why did we make that switch to 11? Oh, my wife in the comments. It's ant for me. Gosh, that's oh, tough. Oh, we've got division in the home. We've got a little heat and civil war going on right now. That's not good. So I, <laughs> we, we need to solve this problem today. We really do because I Matt, Maddie's confused. I'm confused. Um, so anyway, there you go. So I want to get that off my chest. All right, so here, let's start with what we're convinced of today. You can also leave your comments uh, in the section as well. What are you convinced of? And let me start in the NBA Finals. Game five was Saturday night. I am convinced the finals it's over. The bucks are going to win game six. I'm all in. It is remarkable that they've won three in a row. They are Mm -hmm. returning back to Milwaukee. The fans in Milwaukee are unbelievable. Milwaukee has played well at home. They, they, they stole that, that game, you know, in Phoenix over the weekend, which I want to talk about Phoenix fans a little bit later on the show, not in a positive way, but, but I'm convinced that the bucks have figured it out. Giannis is locked in. Everybody is feeding off of him. The, the Bucks are great because they're great at defense. And defense wins championships. Mm. And whether it's Drew Holiday, and it's not just the big steal. Of course, that was the, the defining moment, and, yeah. and it was unbelievable. And then to see Giannis make that, you know, that, the, the, the dunk. Uh, Maddie and I watched that multiple times, and she's like, made it, made it. I mean, it was a remarkable dunk. She but, tossed but, out a bang. Bang! <laughs> That's from, that's from our, uh, our our book Corduroy, but uh, but but yeah. So so we you know we see Giannis get the dunk, but what that points to is he's healthy. He's he's yeah. his legs are mm-hmm. fine. He's able to explode. He's getting the blocks. He's getting the dunks, and then he's getting into the paint. And like we've talked about, like everybody's talked about, stay away from the three point line, which he's doing, and and he's he's more consistent. Now the free throws are still an issue. It, it drives me nuts. I, I can't stand when players can't hit free throws. They, I feel like they've been better. Maybe they've been the, better, but it's still, you know, he missed. Oh, two oh yeah, certainly this. Yeah, certainly a much higher ceiling potential to get to. But but I'm just convinced that that Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton are playing at their peak level, and all they have to do is for one more game. And even if Giannis has to mm. get 40 again, because he's doing it in the paint. To me, that's a reliable way of scoring. Hundred percent. It's why Shaq yes. was always consistent. You could always count on him, especially in the finals, to yeah. put up 30, 35 points because he's dunks in the and paint. layups. Yeah, exactly. High percent of shots. You don't have to exactly. ride the wave of threes and and the shooting and all that. Um, yep. That's why the Bucks to me are so reliable. And and how underrated is Chris Middleton? And oh how my awesome gosh, is Chris Middleton. And you know who yes. he reminds me of? He's the guy at like whether it's an open gym at the Y or at the park or whatever. Who's just who's just a baller? Like he just he just yeah. he just loves to play basketball. He's willing to play point if he needs to. He's willing to step out and you know spread the floor if he needs to. He'll get into the paint if he needs to. He can score all over the court. He'll pass. He'll play defense. He doesn't have to get all the attention. He doesn't he, the the poise that he has. He's stoic. Uh, and so I'm just convinced the Bucks have figured it out. As much as I love Monty Williams, and it would it would have been a cool story for Chris Paul, but everybody. Counted their eggs before they were hatched. Oh, they're mm. up to oh, the Phoenix Suns are going to be champions. Chris Paul is going to finally get his championship. And then the Bucks said, "No, nah, no, nah, nah, we got more talent. 
We got Giannis. He's the best player in this series. We're going to win it all. We're going to win it game six and win four in a row and end this thing. Wow. Okay, before I go on to my I'm convinced, which is about the Open Championship, certainly need to take a pit stop and, and comment on some of your things. I agree with you. This series is incredible. And after Phoenix went up 2-0, I was extremely worrisome because as a fan who has no horse in the race, all we want is a competitive series. As a sports fan, we want a competitive series. Let me stop you there. <clears throat> we have no horse in a race. So I just dropped, don't count your eggs before they're hatched, which is an absurd comment. And then, <laughs> and then you just said, I don't have a horse in the race. I mean, it's better than dog in a fight, which haven't we moved on from the dog fighting <laughs> Uh, yeah, that. that, is, <laughs> that. Like, oh man, you know, who's your dog in the fight? Uh, I think I, I thought we learned from that. Yeah, but anyway, you don't have a horse in the race, or you don't have a team to root for. I don't know. Either way, as prior to that, as we're just discussing all the weird things we say and don't think about, and then we go to two absurd metaphor idioms. <laughs> Oh, it's just ridiculous. It's just oh, ridiculous. man. Anyway, so you're fine either way, which I am too. Suns yeah. or Bucks, I was good either way. And throughout the series, it's like, oh, I really like the Suns. I love what Cam Johnson's doing. Uh, I love DeAndre Ayton. And then with the Bucks, it's like, oh, man, Bobby uh, Portis coming in off the bench. I love oh, the yeah. I love Giannis. And so I go back and forth. So you've been kind of That's similar. right. Giannis is – yeah, I agree. Giannis, in the game, you can just say give Giannis the ball because he's he's it's layup, dunk, or foul. And if he's if he's patient and not settling for jumpers, which you hardly have to worry about, that is such an efficient use of offense of giving Giannis the ball. It's unbelievable. It's it's completely dominant. The whole issue for the Bucks is can we get enough shooters around him? And what Giannis has been doing so well is he's also realizing that he can pass the ball even more because when he drives, everyone collapses on him, and then you kick it to to good shooters like a PJ Tucker can knock down shots. Connaughton's been shooting the lights out. Chris Middleton oh, is, a, is a playmaker. Like now when Giannis is able to, to dish it to dudes that can actually knock down these shots. Oh my gosh. That's something you can get every time down the floor. So it is, it's amazing. And then to comment again, the fact that Giannis looks to be a hundred percent. Yeah very soon after a hyperextended knee, which again, I don't know if I've said this before, I hyperextended my knee in high school. And again, oh. no way am I comparing myself to you're going up for a the, dunk. Sure. The, <laughs> it was actually in a 30% speed warm up before a game. It was so embarrassing. Oh. Um, but I was out two weeks and then still had to wrap my knee and games after that. And again, I'm not Giannis, but the fact that he was playing one week later in a finals game, yeah. absurd absolutely absurd so loving this series i don't know phoenix is really really good and when you have a coach like monty williams who won is he the best character coach in the nba very possibly yep that's a dude i'm watching on my couch and i'm like i want to play for him and i'm just <laughs> and i'm just uh yeah i'm just laying on my couch watching games he is incredible about leading men so yep. don't don't count out the suns but I agree with you. Okay, so you're, you're, you're holding out hope. I, I think it's over. I, I, I really do. I think it's over. I, th I, I just think that the Suns lost that mental edge. And I, I agree. Too. I, think, I also think Chris Paul is just fading. Like, 
with, with older players, it's you just you just don't know. You don't know how much more they have in the tank within a given season or series. And, and I think for Chris Paul, he's given all he had. He carried them in, in so many ways throughout the playoffs. I just I don't know if he's got he's got enough to do it two more times. Yeah, Henry just said only four teams have ever come back from an O2 deficit in the finals. Bucks would be the fifth. The one that I hate to bring up is 06 finals, 2006 Miami Heat coming back 02 against the Mavs, which Tim Donaghy, who I think's in jail, <laughs> former NFL official, said NBA. that the 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 finals were thrown and the head of the refs hated Mark Cuban. So I'm I, I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but if it's in my favor, yeah, I'll I'll tease out the conspiracy. But yeah, how much of it is Chris Paul's hand, some injury, mm. and how I agree with you, the mental edge. Because now they're start they're starting to play hero ball. It's it's stagnant. The Bucks are switching. So Booker coming down and think, oh yeah, I've got a good matchup. I can play ISO ball. And they've lost their their offensive flow, their game yeah. plan. What got them there? The first, what the what got them there in the first two games was efficient offense and ball movement and their attacking matchups. And now it's like they've gone away from that. And the Bucks have capitalized. Oh man. Well, and they've got great shooters, Bridges and and Cam Johnson. I mean, I love oh, both yeah. those guys. Jay Crowder, they love they sh- them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Crowder in game four was awesome. And then he has 10 points yesterday or Saturday yeah. night. It's so, wild. But a great finals, and we love yeah. that. Yes, I want to talk more about how great these finals are. Well, I'll just say it now. I've been so entertained, and I'm a LeBron, Steph Curry guy. I love the great players. And and I, I've loved the consistency over the years of, you know, the, LeBron always being in the finals. It's been fun, whatever. To, to have these two unique uh, teams, they have lived up to the hype. As excited as I was earlier in the series, it just keeps building. I probably mentioned it last week. It's just building and building my, my enjoyment of these games. Despite Jeff Van Gundy, I am enjoying <laughs> these games. It is, it's just been so much fun. So that we'll talk more about that. All right. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, go ahead with yeah, uh, we, your convinced stuff. We will certainly circle back around to that later in the show. My I'm convinced – Open championship. I'm convinced we did not get the the normal greatness of the open championship in regards to what happened to the wind. The whole what makes Lynx Golf amazing, it's beautiful. Is it, it, yeah, it looked like just. I had one uh, one friend uh, text me. He was like, "It looks just. It looks like a goat ranch out there. There's <laughs> no, like the course is defenseless without wind. Lynx Golf is amazing when there's." gusts of wind direction you have to choose different clubs flight shots down play the ground game and when there's no wind i mean it was great weather all weekend and you i mean you still have to be incredible to win a major championship shout out to colin morikawa who probably is already a hall of famer unbelievable Gosh. star he's 24 crazy and also poor louis Ustazen. i mean goodness gracious uh, dude just, he won he won 2010 open and then uh, hey, he's made some dollars but man yeah you, you should win one of those seven, eight second-place finishes. But anyway, what makes an Open Championship great is you get some of the rainy days or you get some some crazy wind, which is the staple of Lynx golf, and we didn't see that. So yeah. it was a great tournament because we had great players in contention, but it wasn't a classic Open Championship in regards to having to play through the normal Open conditions. So I, I missed that because – we get plenty of the great weather uh, golf in American golf where, yeah, that, where, where right. American golf is you, you grow up the rough, you got trees. That's great. But the open championship, 
this just bunkers, no trees and crazy wind, and we didn't get the wind. So it wasn't as great as it should it could have been. Yeah, no, that's a, that's an interesting perspective that we actually have grown to appreciate the the weather that takes place there. Mm-hmm. Where you know if if that happens at Augusta, it's it's a nightmare. We don't want any wind or you don't want any rain. Yeah. Um. But out there, it's like wait, that, no, that's that's what that is. That's the that's the test. Yeah. Um. And so, any big takeaways for you? I mean, I think seeing Spieth back in the mix more and more week in week out is great oh, yeah. for golf. Uh, he didn't maybe push him as much as we would have liked there at the end, but, uh, but, but glad to have him, you know, right there. And then Kepka again, week in, week out, he's in the mix. So those yeah. are, two, you know, two legitimate elite golfers that continue to get it done. Even when they don't win, that, that, that's not always the, the barometer for, uh, for golfers. Yeah. yeah speaks that guy. I, I saw a question on Twitter the other day of besides tiger, who's that guy that makes you tune into golf when you see they're in contention. For me, it's Spieth, and yeah. for a lot of the world, it's when Jordan Spieth is in contention, you want to watch because you and know that he can win. He's exactly, yeah, and he's he's electric to watch because he has done. He can pull off insane shots, his long putts, his crazy iron shots. He'll get himself in trouble and then recover. It's almost like that fill factor of these crazy escape shots. So, Jordan's that guy that really draws fans in so it's so awesome that he is back after his what three since the 2017 open he won that and then a three-year drought where we were excited when he would make the cut and now (laughs) it feels like he's a top 10 every week which is so fun to watch yep i'm i'm with you so i think golf's in a good place and and like you say with colin morikawa as young as he is and as oh my goodness dominant already are you kidding me and I will say debut in two majors and he wins them. Unbelievable. And uh, we talked about this about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick yeah. Mahomes, everyone's saying, Oh yeah, he's gonna win. Yeah, he's gonna win five Super Bowls. Uh let's 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 pump the brakes there a little bit. Let's realize how difficult it is to win a Super Bowl. That's right. Now let's translate that to golf. Golf has never been more deep in talent. It's not the nineteen eighties. I mean, the resource golf's grown part largely because of, because of Tiger. There's more resources. More people are playing. Players are having success at a younger age. They're coming out of college ready to play tour golf, which is a recent thing relative to historical golf. And yes, Morikawa is 24. He's got two majors in in his debuts. But let's think. Spieth in 2017 had three. That's right. And still has three. It is so hard to win. Because then you have a 50-year-old Phil come out and win. And then, I mean, it is it is actually almost impossible to win on tour and in majors. So I agree Morikawa, I think he's going to win more. But on average, players are probably going to win less than you think they will just mm-hmm. because of how much talent is in the professional golf world. I, that's a fair point and a, and a good reminder because you're right. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes. As great as he is, you don't just, you know, show up and win Super Bowls. This is well, unless you're Tom Brady. But other than that, it's uh yeah. unless you're Tom Brady or uh Tiger Woods. That's about it. Yeah. Um so all right, good stuff. Great sports weekend. I, I did not get a chance to watch Space Jam two yet, but I'm looking forward to. I had a busy weekend with the with the sermon and uh and of course with the finals and, and everything else going on. So um but hopefully I'll I'll watch Space Jam because I know that was one of the you know topics topics of the of the weekend the, the debut. You know what I did I was curious 
LeBron James being at the finals. Good thing, bad thing, weird. Was it just to promote Space Jam? He he seemed to have like a funny demeanor. Like if you you expect him to be at the finals playing, and so for him to sit in the crowd front row, I, I was torn. I, I don't know what side I'm on. I don't know what I'm convinced of, but I'm, I, I like LeBron, so I'm not an anti-LeBron guy. But to me, it gives an excuse to say, "Come on, LeBron." If like if you don't like LeBron, technical difficulties, Bryce has gone somewhere, but. I will finish his point because I also have a perspective on LeBron being at the finals, which is, and this is maybe a slight, but also a talent. LeBron has the ability to somehow make everything about him. And sometimes that's a good thing. And sometimes that's annoying. You can have whatever opinion you'd like, but it is actually unbelievable. See what he tweets about. Something will go on in world news somehow LeBron makes him about himself. Finals are going on. LeBron front row, the graphic, he's been the 10 NBA Finals. LeBron has the ability to make everything about him, which is a skill and also an annoyance. And <laughs> now we have two Luke Heatons on the stream, which is, we have, this is some technical difficulties here. I don't know what's going on with my internet here, but... Uh... <laughs> That's the problem with doing it, doing it live. So, so I was finishing your point, Bryce. Okay, thank you. And elaborating on, I was saying, LeBron has the ability to somehow make everything about him. Yeah, which is fascinating. And to your point, you're not sure how to feel about him being in the finals. I think that it goes. And I don't think I don't certainly don't think that's his mo of I've got to make this about myself. But at least indirectly, he is able to yeah. make almost everything about himself. It just happens. Absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know what all you heard, but that's all right. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll switch gears. Let's talk about the, the unpack this topic today. And so each week we, we take a sports story related to the Bible, related to our own lives, and, and also uh, I write a devotional that goes out through email. Uh, you can also you know, read it online, but, but you can subscribe for free on unpackingit.com. We send it out three times a week, sports story how it relates to our lives and and what the Bible has to say. And so today I want to unpack what Giannis Antetokounmpo said on over the weekend. I don't know what day it was, but the the video went viral. Last I checked, it was like 7 million people. So maybe you already have watched it or heard it, but guess what? It's worth listening to again. So I'm going to play this from Giannis. Here we go. From my experience, right? Like when I think about like, oh yeah, I did this, I you know, I'm so great. I had uh, 30, I had 25, 10 and 10 or whatever the case might be. Because right. you're going to think about that. Oh, we want this and that. Usually the next day you're going to suck. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> simple as that. You Like the next few days you're going to be terrible. And uh, I figured out like a mindset to have that like when you focus on the past, that's your ego. I did this. You know, um, we were able to you know, um, beat this team for all. We, we did. The, I did this in the past. I want that in the past. Right. And when I focus in the future, is my pride. Like, yeah, next game, game five, I do this and this and this. Right. You know, I'm going down. That's your pride talking. Like, you, it doesn't happen. Like, you're right here. And um, I kind of like try to focus in the, you know, in the moment, in the present. And that's humility. That's being humble. That's mm. not setting no expectation. That's going out there and enjoying the game competing in a high level. And uh, I think I've had people throughout my life that helped me with that. But that's a skill that I've tried to, like, kind of um, um, 
how you say, kind of like perfect it. Mastered. Uh, yeah, mastered it. And uh, it's been working so far. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to stop. You're doing okay. Yeah, he's doing okay. That's right. Uh, what, what a tremendous, uh, thoughtful response. And, and, and just because somebody asked him just how he's re- remained humble, I think was what the question was. And, and so that was his response. Understanding what it means to be in the moment and to be present. And, and so we've talked about this on this show, and it's, a, you know, it's something that we all long for, to, to actually be in the moment. And, and I was just talking to, to Henry before the show. And, you know, the, the reminder for him is his daughter is now 21 years old. And so he's telling me as a dad of a two-year-old daughter to soak in the moment, to enjoy, you know, every, every uh, step of the way right now. And, and so for, for Giannis to have this perspective, because let's break this down. And Luke, you can do this with me here. So if we, if we look at what he said about when, when you focus on the past, that's your ego. Because you're, you're looking at everything you've done, and you're like, hey, yeah, remember this, remember that, I'm awesome, uh, I, I, I won four games here, I scored this many points here, and, and that's your ego. And so for us, you know, we can look back at our past, and you know, we could look at the negative side of things, but specifically talking about the, the pride side of things mm-hmm. today, is we can focus on, man, you know, I accomplished this at work, I accomplished this at school, I accomplished this on, on the, uh, the, the field in, in sports. And it, it kind of, you know, builds us up and, and it makes us about, it makes it about us. And we focus on, on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you think about that side of things, what, what do you think of the kind of the past and what, what he had to say? I mean, it's one, it's an extremely refreshing take from a superstar in sports. Yep. This idea of, he wasn't discarding, but he had no interest in discussing his past achievements, which he was a back-to-back MVP. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like, let's not forget that. Yeah. So yeah, when you look back, it's your ego. We've all been, we've probably been these people before and been around people who love to discuss what they've done, mm. and it's draining. Yeah. Like there's a there's a difference in celebrating what we've done, especially if we're celebrating what God's done in our life. But if it's making a making it about us. And we're finding our identity in things that we did in the past. One, you set yourself up for crazy amounts of failure going forward because you are so caught up in what you've done in the past that that's more important than things you can still achieve. Mm. And maybe it's out of fear. Like, I don't think I can achieve things again in the future. So I'm going to hold on to things in the past. It's limiting, extremely limiting. So let me, let me read this verse before we, we talk about, uh, the future and, and how that's prideful um, in first Corinthians one thirty one, it says, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord, uh, which is what you were saying, Luke. And then in Galatians six fourteen, it says, but far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And, and so, you know, this idea that we're going to boast even about ourselves is ridiculous anyway. The, the only thing we boast about is what Christ has done mm-hmm. for us on, on the cross. And, and so that's what we want to want to cling to in that regard. And so with, with Giannis and, and his comments, you know, then he talks about when, when you talk about the future, that's just your pride saying, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And we, we get caught up in this too. Because we, you know, for one, we expect we're going to be alive tomorrow, next week, next year, which 
there's no guarantee there. Yeah. Every every day is a is is a gift and a, and a, and you soak in the moment uh, of the day. And and so you know he says, yeah, next game I'm going to do this and that. I'm going to dominate. That's your pride talking. It doesn't happen. And so the verses that that parallel that James four fourteen says, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. So that that right mm-hmm. there is a humbling verse, and it puts yeah. things in perspective, and it, and it puts us in in proper uh, relation to uh, God's in control. I'm but a mist. He's yeah. he's he he's allowed me to be here today. All right, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Um, and then in Proverbs uh, twenty seven one, it says, "Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring." Mm-hmm. And so Giannis is right on when it, when it comes to uh, kind of the pride of talking about the future. And so Giannis talks about, hey, I want to focus on the moment, focus on the present. That's humility. And, and I got to say, I don't know if I've ever made that connection fully, hmm. that, that focusing on the present is resting in humility. And, and I think that it's just so true. I, I really do. Um, so I'll let you jump in on that. Yeah, it's it's – this is an awesome, an awesome topic. Again, because it's very thoughtful from Giannis. Um, because if you've done great things in the past, I, the people closest to you and who love you will know about them. There's no need to constantly discuss them. What comes to mind is kind of like Shaq's perspective, and part of it's TV entertainment, but he, he loves to bring up his rings and championships. But like... We all know he has them. So maybe you, if that's where you're, if you're, your ego in the past, that's where your satisfaction comes from. Well, you got to keep going back to the well, keep bringing it back up. Uh, going forward in the present, this idea of pride on, I'm going to do these great things. Almost like the idea of like, a, we've talked in the past, this kind of chip on the shoulder of this. Mm. So for some people, this false toughness on, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. So I'm going to, I'm going to go and do this. And what happens if you fail? people are trying to prove things, pretend to be tough, or this, I have to, this false perception of what it means to be great at something. This, yeah, this crazy amount of pride on, oh, I'm going to do these things. If I don't call my shot beforehand, it's not as great. So this idea of resting in the moment is awesome because you are caught up in what you're doing now. And especially for, kind of just inner your own personal reflection. I've always been taught from many great people in my life on compare yourself to yourself. Mm. And when you're in the moment, you're comparing yourself to yourself. You're not comparing yourself to others, but you're comparing yourself to yourself and think, okay, where am I at right now? What do I need to improve on? What am I doing really well? And then also, how can I appreciate? How can I remember? How can I be present mentally in this moment, which will help me do good things and which will help me remember it for what it is? Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's just, I, it's, it's, I've never thought about it that way, but it makes a lot of sense, especially when you think spiritually on when we're living in the present. Okay, what does God say about us right now? Mm. Not what does he say about us? from our past, not what does he say about us on in our future, on certain things we need to do, or what if we don't do this? 
What well, if I do this good enough? Oh, I need to accomplish this for God. Okay, what does God say about me right now? He says I'm saved if I've placed my faith in the the life, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. He says that I am made righteous through faith in Christ. And he says that despite my sin, I am in a relationship with God because of faith in Christ. That is what he says about me right now. So with that knowledge, now I can continue forward mm. and do what I should do, rather than fixating on the ego of the past, which totally causes us to miss the present fellowship with God, mm. or the pride of, oh, I'm going to do all the like, maybe like last week, this is this improper zeal. Oh, I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to do this for God. And you miss out on present fellowship with God, mm. which is so incredible, but you just miss out on it. Gosh, no, I love it. I, yeah, I think of be still and know that he is God and, and just being in his presence in the moment. What a, what a wonderful, you know, valuable experience that is. And, and it really is, I love this connection. Again, back to just the humility of today is all I've got. Today, right now, this is all I've got. It's all that, that, that I need to focus on. And, and I'm, trust me, I am one of the worst when it comes to, all right, what's next? What are we doing next? Where are we going? How are we going to grow the ministry? And, and oftentimes, God just reminds me, just slow down, be with me, and, and enjoy the moment. Celebrate the moment. And, and so, you know, I got I to gotta write the devotional later today, but right now we're doing the show. So I got to enjoy the show, enjoy the, That's right. the present. Um, you know, and, and even we're, we're getting ready for, uh, for our second daughter to, to arrive. And so we're anticipating, all right, we got it. You know, we're, we're ready for her to get here, but let's enjoy the moment of right now. It's just Jody and Maddie and I, and it, it won't be the three of us, you know, Lord willing, everything goes well with the, the, the delivery, but let's enjoy right now. We have a couple weekends left. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But that's the, <laughs> that's the plan. But let, let's just enjoy this present time. And so hopefully mm -hmm. that's encouraging to somebody today. There's so many different ways to look at it, but I think the humility of it where let's stop making guarantees like, Oh, well, I'm going to do this when I retire. Or I'm going to do this and that next week or next year. All right. What are you doing today? And what can you enjoy today? And mm -hmm. how do we enjoy God's presence in the moment and yep. the humility behind that? So thank you, Giannis for the encouragement. Thanks, Giannis. Guy. Now, this is the guy to root for. That's Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Milwaukee and Giannis. And another thing he said at the end of game five, he was being interviewed post-game interview. And he was talking about, you know, oh, what do you need to do to get ready for game six? He's like, he says, I, I just need to get you know restored and, and go home and hang out with my family. In the middle of the NBA finals, he's talking about going to hang out with his family. Exactly. What better I, what I better superstar can you ask for for your for your franchise? Like I wouldn't I would never expect the guy to say that in the middle of the finals. That's right after the game. He's talking about, yeah, I'm looking forward to you know, go home, be with my family, get restored. Like the game film will come, all that stuff. You know, it's just, hey, I'm going to go home and enjoy my family. How cool. Mm, go awesome. Giannis. Go Bucks. Game six. You got it. It's over. It's over. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little more about the, the NBA finals. And, and those of you listening, if you want to jump in, on the um, chat, feel free to, and, and always appreciate the feedback and always love hearing from you podcast listeners as well. Uh, you can always email me Bryce at unpackingit.com, Bryce at unpackingit.com. So one of the other reasons I've, I've shifted to go all in on Milwaukee, what's up with the Phoenix suns fans? 
or or the mm-hmm. fans that the cameraman has decided to hone in on. This guy with yeah. the hundred dollar bills. Are you kidding me? So what soft. are we doing? So soft. What, what is, I, that doesn't even make any sense. Like I understand the counting for for Giannis. Like it was kind of funny at at first. Yeah. I'm sure it messes with him a little bit. But they've taken it to another level, and the fact that they're celebrating some guy with hundred dollar bills that guy I, that guy was was just driving me nuts. He really was. Well, counting hundred dollar bills has nothing to do with anything. Free throws. It's like okay, we're counting to ten. Okay, I'm just gonna start counting my hundred dollar bills as I'm counting to ten. What are you doing? First of all, you look like someone who's. I mean, poor guy probably is gonna get shredded by some of his friends oh like, dude you hope you hope you have friends that can call you out on that oh i know put the money yeah. away buddy put the money away and then <laughs> you got hundred dollar bills in your pocket i know yeah it's just it's just a soft soft looking move talking about ego yeah show up to the game with with a bunch <laughs> of benjamins i'm just gonna count it on camera and also and one time all right we'll give it to you one time yeah all one right, time's right, cool fine, one time they did it five times i mean I, I don't know how many times it was unbelievable and poor cameraman he's his his uh his director is like hey camera three yeah put him on again camera three again he's like are you serious can i film the yeah. game i have a hundred thousand dollar camera can i just film the nba superstars instead of money guy like what are we doing who has cash anyway with cash yeah, let's count let's count the debit cards come on that's now it. show me a debit card that's it show me your uh what do you call it your little app venmo venmo show me your show cash me, app show me your venmo um <laughs> the other thing i have to not i don't want to go to negative town but as as much as i have enjoyed the finals i i, I just I, these games have been so entertaining that the personalities the players a lot of likable guys like i said cam johnson even though he's a tar heel and i'm a duke fan I love his game. I, I'm a fan of his. But it's been a number of years now where we've had to listen to Jeff Van Gundy during the broadcast. And, and here's the thing. I think he's an interesting personality. Like, I think he he adds a level of color to the game yeah. that in many ways is entertaining. I agree. But I have had enough of his breakdown of every foul call. Every foul call, he, he wants to break it down and – Oh, good call by the refs, bad call by the refs. As a fan, like, I'm just not the, the ref guy. I'm not the, the foul guy. Like, just, all right, shoot your free throws, next play. Like I, like, I don't need, every single play does not need to be broken down from every angle and, oh, did he touch him enough or did he not touch him enough? Remember in the 90s when, when, the, when it wasn't so many fouls? And I know we talked about it on the show. And so there's like an element to me. It's like, yeah, I remember the toughness of the 90s and, and all that sort of thing. But it doesn't need to be discussed on every single play, every single foul, every trip to the free throw line. There's so many other great storylines to focus on. And so here's what I'm convinced of. We need to move on from the Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson booth. I've just had enough. Like the shtick is is old. And I think there are other people that I would just rather listen to. Now, I love Mike Breen. His calling of the game is beautiful. Incredible. Bang, bang. Yes. Great. He's one of the best ever. But I don't, I don't, I've had enough of the other guys. And then don't even, I read an article today too. The, the ESPN halftime show, guess how many minutes of commercials? 12. 12 what? minutes of commercials. They'll give you a solid 10 seconds of analysis from the first oh. half. 10 seconds. The analysis is what we want. 
to your point about Jeff Van Gundy. So I, I will disagree with you on one thing on, I have, I have many moments of officiating purist in me where unbelievably blatant, obvious calls are not called. So it's, it's hard. So there's, I understand that you don't call as many lane violations on free throws, as many travels, hashtag protect the product. I understand that. But come on. Every (laughs) – not a big hashtag guy, huh? No, definitely not. (laughs) Just went to TikTok. Now I'm saying hashtags, yeah. Not in conversation. (laughs) It's Yeah, it's my uh, my verbal version of the the jazz fingers. I'll throw throw in the hashtags. But – I'm good with the air quotes. I do like the. I'm the, I'm the air quotes. <laughs> okay, that. I dropped it in the sermon. You are in a league of your own with the air yeah. quotes. Air uh, yeah. quotes. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, the, I'm the waggly fingers guy too. So. Sure. Oh wow. But anyway, hashtag protect the product. Go on. Because like, there is obvious travels that don't go called that drive me crazy. There's obvious. There's one free throw. Chris Milton shooting, and Devin Booker. You have to wait till the ball leaves his hands. Devin Booker is standing next to him as he's still shooting. Like, Mr. Official. Come on. Or Giannis getting his own uh, reps in. His own imaginary reps. So I I appreciate that Van Gundy will call out egregious calls. Like in game four with three minutes left, Devin Booker's foul at the end of the game on Drew Holiday. Would have been a sixth foul, the most obvious foul call. Yeah, if you're not, if you've never watched basketball in your entire life, you you blow your whistle. It's a foul. And I'm like, what are we doing? You guys are paid so much money. Get the obvious ones right. So I that drives me crazy. The basketball purist in me. Can we just get the obvious calls correct? Because it's actually it's it's baloney. YMCA middle school refs get these calls right. <laughs> The inconsistency is tough. And then I think the instant replay has, has messed it up a little bit, too. It slows it yes. down. And, but I uh, agree with you. I agree with you. To to double down, go back to the well over and over again over and on officiating. Over. We oh. want analysis. And to your point of the halftime show, we want analysis. Let's hear some X's and O's. Let's see, hey, how are they going to come back in the second half? Middle of the game. I want to hear Mark Jackson, former NBA coach. Can we have any X's and O's? You literally coached an NBA franchise. Well, Jeff Van Gundy did too. Yeah, can we please get some X's and O's? You guys know the game. Let's no. hear it. So there's, it's yeah. There, there's there's there are some significant opportunities to improve the color commentating product. Well, here's the other thing. What what the NBA should do is they should own. The broadcasts like it shouldn't be up to whatever outlet is doing it because this is what needs to happen. Charles and Ernie and Kenny and Shaq should be involved with every big NBA game. It's yeah. not it's non negotiable. Like, if yeah, you're the, I agree. The NBA figure it out, figure out the money, figure out whatever it has. Every to half, every half, every pregame, halftime and postgame show should be those guys. No yeah. doubt at all. Any national game should be 100 percent, 100 percent, especially in the play. I mean, it's hard. to They can't do every night because now. You know, NBA is on three, four nights a week nationally. So I'm not necessarily saying that. Well, especially when it comes to the finals and, and everything, to go from Charles, Shaq, and Kenny and Ernie to Adrian Wojnarowski, a, a writer who has <laughs> no personality, and Jalen Rose, and give them 10 seconds during halftime. Maria Taylor's nice. I like her. She's fine. But 
but I just, I just don't understand it. So it's, it's unfortunate. As great as the finals have been, as a broadcast kind of guru nerd, that's my, uh, my take. No, on I that. agree because there's when you, anytime I see the games on TNT, my intrigue and excitement doubles. But when I'm watching, it's an, when it's an ESPN Wednesday regular season game. Oof. They throw it to halftime, and it's Oof. Chauncey Billups and Paul Pierce. Oh. Like, what are we doing? Oh, it's such unwatchable. It's unwatchable. I take I take a ten minute break from any television watching when it when they throw it to those guys. I, I, I I'll even admit this when <laughs> when it's Thursday night basketball, I may or may not watch the first and second quarter. But you better believe I'm watching halftime. Absolutely. When it's Charles and Kenny and Kenny run into the to the screen, I'm watching. And I watch all of their YouTube clips the next day on their segments from the show. Unbelievable. It's the best show. It it really is. PPI and Inside the NBA are the best sports shows. So I I, I totally see your point. NBA own the product. Get some consistency here. Yeah. Because this, this is bad for the NBA to allow this to happen. Because it's not an A and a B team. There's an A team. Oh, it's not even close. And it, a, an F team. Yeah. Oh. Not even yeah. close. Not even close. So I, I agree with you 100%. That's I used to like those. It used to be Bill Simmons and Mike Wilbon and Magic Johnson and Chris Broussard. Like they had some guys over the years, but it's been a while. It really has. Um, yeah. All right. So the one other thing we got to mention, then we'll bring on Henry for tap drill. The Olympics are starting up. And so Oof. I will say that I am relatively intrigued. I do not get into opening ceremony, not into mm. that aspect of it. Uh, but I do love the random sports that we only watch every few years. And of course, as yep. a former swimmer, I'm all in on the swimming. <laughs> and as a former water polo player, Ooh. I try to catch some water polo. Uh, I played one season of intramural water polo. Wow. And I am convinced it is the hardest, most impressive sport that I've ever participated in. Now, I, I never played rugby. Yeah. I never wrestled. So those are probably tough sports. I never played hockey on, on ice. Uh, I played in the street, uh, which is still fun. But, but no, to me, rugby or uh, rugby, water polo <laughs> is – I was watching a little rugby over the weekend. But water polo wow. is, is so tough because you're, it's a physical sport while treading water. Treading water. Yep, treading water. Oh, my goodness. If you are making the debate – I've never played water polo, but I've talked to people, including you and other people I know have played. When you have the debate – on which sport is more difficult to play, especially as just an amateur. And as soon as you say treading water, debate's over. <laughs> debate's over. As soon as the water the, the water polo can tease out the debate, oh, well, you have to throw this way. Oh, but the goal's this, this big. You can, okay, let's get to the third round of the debate. And you're saving your debate winner. As soon as you say treading water, over. It's over. Yep, it is. And it, it takes a lot of athleticism and physicality to go along with. To be physical while treading water? I yeah. mean, come on. It, it, no, it really is. I mean, it's nuts. I probably couldn't even do it at this stage of my life. But it's, oh. man, it's so fun. So I'll, I'll look forward to watching that. And then, um, you know, I'll tune in for a little ping pong, little badminton. Just to oh, yeah. Out, a little handball. Um, See, no, wait, what's the hand? The handball is with the, glo- with the goals. I like that sport. Is that handball? Is that what they call well, that? there's field hockey that ha- yeah you field hockey is fun too. So here's what I'm convinced of. Yeah, there, so there are a few I like. I'm convinced 
bet the Olympic sports that you never get to see anywhere else is why you watch the Olympics. Now, that may be a very soft take, but I do not tune in to watch basketball. I will tune in to watch golf just because it's very new in the last 100 years. Mm -hmm. I'm not tuning in to watch soccer. Like these national sports that have national leagues everyone watches? No. First of all, there's way bigger leagues that players care way more about than the Olympics. Yeah. I'm tuning in for ping pong. Give me all of the ping pong I can get. (laughs) Give me all of the obscure sports I never get to watch. Winter Olympics? Give me the luge. Give me the cross-country skiing. Things that you never get to watch. It's unbelievable. These sports, the track and field. I don't watch track and field during during the year, but do you better believe I'm watching Javelin? 100% oh, I'm watching like the Javelin. javelin. These, I mean, these, these sports that aren't in these I huge put... televised leagues are unbelievable. So I'm yeah. so excited. That's cool. No, that's I, I'm, I'm with you. There, and then what's awesome about YouTube TV is I've DVR the sports that I like. So those will those will mm. pop up and I'll be able to watch those. And because um, the timing is always crazy with with the Olympics, yeah. When, yeah. when they actually air stuff, when it's live and all that. So I'll just I'll watch it recorded when I want to, which will be fun. Um, all right. Let's say hello to Henry as we uh, we end our show with the segment we call Tap Drill. We'll tap around some fun different topics in the world of sports and beyond. And we say hello to Henry. Henry, glad to have you back. How are you? What's going on, boys? How are we doing? I'm glad to be back with you guys. Had to take uh, take some time off to, uh, to take care of the family, but the family settled. God is good. And I'm ready to run this tap drill. You boys ready? We Let's go. are ready. All right. First off, uh, you guys were touching on a lot of topics on tap drill, so this might be a little repetitive. But um, we're going to go over to the uh, football for a second. And we got Tony Gonzalez. Now, if you don't know, Tony Gonzalez is a Hall of Fame or should to be should, should be a future Hall of Fame tight end. And um, he, he does the Fox NFL. He's doing a lot of fo- – he does the Fox NFL pregame or kickoff show he actually has decided to put that down and to become an actor now to case in point i actually have seen him act he actually did a couple of uh cameos on ncis so we got another athlete trying to go into hollywood so what do you think of tony gonzalez the actor i'm i'm terrified I am, I am terrified. Um, what does that mean? Why are you terrified? Well, just like this, of of a extreme lack of acting and personality ability, of just kind of walking in. Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Wow. Oh. 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 Yeah. Excited. But like, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> you played football. It's hard to act. It is very hard. I've seen. I, I saw Space Jam. Oh, you did? Oh, you did see Space Jam. I did. I did see. And it it was good. It was good. I will say watching it as – I mean, it's a kid's movie. So kids are – it's not – all these adults are like, oh, Space Jam sucks. Like, okay, first of all, you are not the target market. Let's uh, let's get that out of the way. You're you're 36. If you think (laughs) you are the target market, something is off. It is a children's movie. And what what happens in the movie – is great for children. So, but LeBron, you can tell 
he's not an actor. Just with the reactions, the smiles, the laughs, it, it's hard. Acting's very hard. So, and I've never thought Tony Gonzalez was a big personality guy. I, I could be wrong on that, but I don't know. So I thought he was one of the more overhyped analysts. Uh, here I go criticizing analysts again. But but to me, he wasn't always prepared. Like, he knows the game because he played. Like, he was awesome. But I never found – he's kind of like Shaq. Like, Shaq's never that prepared. He doesn't know any of the players. I found that to be the case with Tony Gonzalez a little bit, whereas there are certain analysts on TV that, like, really know their stuff, really follow the game. But I'm not surprised because Tony must have, have, have had other interests and, and things outside of football. So good for him. Go do it. He's been in a commercial. I've seen him in a commercial. That's about it. So, uh, so yeah, I'll be curious who they replace because the Fox – Pre-game show is my favorite pregame show with all the old guys, Terry Bradshaw, Howie, Jimmy Johnson. But the, those guys are going to be around forever. And they were grooming Tony Gonzalez to take over for one of those guys. Of course, Michael Strahan's there too. But uh, So I don't know who, who will join them moving forward. So I am intrigued by that. Well, to that point, Bryce, they're actually thinking about either Michael Vick or uh, speak for yourself's own Emmanuel Acho. So that's what they're that's what they're trying to think of uh, replacing uh, Tony Gonzalez. I've seen uh, Emmanuel Acho. Emmanuel Acho, if nothing else, ha- is pretty wordy. He's a pretty intelligent guy by the amount of words that he uses. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael Vick is pretty okay. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, he's gonna try his acting chops. Staying on um, Space Jam. Everybody talks about how much they hated Space Jam. Did you guys know? that Space Jam actually won the box office. It actually beat out Black Widow, and from what the stats are, it wasn't even close. Well, I can objectively say that Black Widow was a far better movie than Space Jam because I I saw Black Widow, and I'm a Marvel fan, so Black Widow was incredible. I was going to say, I don't even know what that is, Black Widow. Yeah, Marvel movie. I was trying to kill a spider yesterday, and I never got it. So it's 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 running it's running around it's, it's running around. You got to clean, clean house before the new baby comes home. You got to be on spider outside. patrol. This was outside, but there was a oh. significant spider, and uh, I was unable to uh, to secure. Oh, so it. you're hunting spiders outside, going out of your way. Yeah, I'm a little bored. I think I'm going to go hunt down some spiders. Why would you jump to that conclusion? <laughs> I, know, I was I was I was outside. My neighbor was kind enough to help me put something up. Uh, he was doing all the work, and then I, a spider was spotted, and so I didn't want the spider to get him mm. or me or Maddie running around in bare feet. You, you took it upon yourself. Yeah, but see, then Jody got in my head because he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa don't smash the uh, water spout because it was like on the water spout. So if mm. I would have hit it and then it messed up the water spout, well, so then I, I got flustered and the spider got away, and so Black Widow lives on, but Space Jam <laughs> – they win. The, they won the box office. Good for them. People still go to the movies. I haven't been to the movies. It's in, fun. In it a is while. fun. It is in fun. a while. So that we, I went. I love the movies. I, I still have fun my to go ticket to. stubs from growing up. I've so, been to gosh a million movies. What do you think about all of the movie theater upgrades on every seat? Is the recliner seats now? No longer the days. Also, I mean, the movies movie theater situation has changed. You don't show up and hope that there's seats there. Guaranteed you, got, you got the seats beforehand, which I love because I typically run behind. I, I don't run on time. I show up to things a little delayed. Um, and I show up. I know my seat's going to be there. Not the the stress of, oh, my gosh, 
where are the seats? We're going to have to sit in different locations of people I came with. Yeah, that's always a treat. But the theater I came with, the recliners didn't work. The, the, the wires weren't working. Seats didn't come up. Total, total letdown. What, are you a complainer guy that you'll go up afterward and say, hey, this was an issue? Nope. I will take a punch in the face and be timid uh, on, saying, on saying something happened. I, I, am, I am so bad at uh, – I don't know if bad is the right word because I don't, know, I don't necessarily agree with the over-complainer. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something about this, which is, which is you, which is you. Um, if, I pay, but, if I pay for something, as cheap as I am, if I pay for something, if I'm paying for the big luxury seats – those things better be working. I better get full recliner. I better get four or five different options. I may want to start off all the way back, but then I want to maybe inch up a little bit closer. Get you know, get into the movie as it starts building. Well, at a on. restaurant, if I ask for double rice, no beans. Not a big beans guy. They bring me out beans. I'm not sending it back. I'm a little timid on. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I think I'll just eat. Everything good? Oh, it's amazing. It's incredible. I'm very hesitant to ever send anything back. Yeah, because you but I, when we went out to eat the the pound of sour cream, you didn't send it back. I didn't send it back. I'm I'm gonna I'll take that when it comes to food. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going back to mystery land and and complain with that. But <laughs> I will let people know. Hey, you know this was this was not ideal. You don't you know I was supposed to get this or supposed to get that. I'll speak up. You speak up. That's, that's okay. It's just it's it's how you do it. I the think delivery the delivery is everything. You still want to be Christ like even even in that. Yeah. So you got to definitely you know be careful. But <laughs> uh, but I try to stand up for myself in those regards. But when I was even growing up, if the movie like had funny sound or something, I would go tell him. I go, hey, what, what was the sound in that movie? I get a free ticket or something. Hey, well, we would love for you to come back. Well, good. Yeah, I'm planning to come back. But uh, yeah, might as well spot me one. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Cap Drill where we're going to relate reclining chairs to double beans. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> with Black Widow. And the Black Widow. One more voice for you. This is uh, in college football. Now, if you guys, and this is along the lines of uh, Mr. Luke Heaton's way, if you live in Texas, then you know what this means. Oh. So what the, what the NCAA has done is they've decided that if you do that specifically to a Texas player, you're getting hit with an unsportsmanlike conduct. Now, I don't know about you, but um, if I score a touchdown, I'm entitled to do whatever I want. Try and stop me. But, but now we're taking the fun out of the uh, out of college football as if we didn't do enough with college football already. So, boys, horns up. Or horns down. <laughs> horns down. And that's the Texas A&M Aggie speaking in me. Okay, here's the thing. One absolutely atrocious rule. Bogus. And here's, if you are a Texas Longhorn fan, you, do, you want to get this rule repealed as soon as possible. Because now you are seen as the world's softest fan base uh. to ever exist. You you are getting the the Charmin Ultra Soft Award for if you are excited about oh yeah horns down yeah give him a give him a penalty are you kidding me a, a horns down first of all OU people do it A and M people do it it's part of the game horns down has been a thing for a long time and now it's penalized that is so soft so if you're if you're a Texas fan you don't want that you don't want it so. In in general, like to me, the, the the idea of taunting, disrespecting, like like when we look at it from a character integrity standpoint, like let, let's be reasonable people. Now, if people aren't 
followers of Jesus, they probably don't care. But but if you're a follower of Jesus, yeah, you want to represent Christ well, even on the court, even on the field, even in the crowd, all that sort of thing. So I'm for that. But to your point, Henry, about let's not take the fun out of things. There, there's a level of fun and goofing around in, you know, using a a team's whether it's their mascot or their symbol or whatever, and kind of, you know, switching it around or, you know, making fun of their chance and, and reversing it in some way that to me is fun. Like that's, that's good fun. Um, and even though like the Phoenix suns fans, you know, counting to 10 for Giannis, like that was a clever, like that's fun. That like, that's a fun thing. Initially they've taken it too far. Now it's annoying, but, but so, so I'm for all of that. Um, but guys getting up in each other's faces and, and, some of that needs to be cleaned up in sports uh, in general, yes, but, yes. but let's not take out, let's not take out the fun and, and the rivals yeah. and, and, and poking a little fun at your rivals because exactly. even like, even as a fan of certain teams, like I'm okay with that. Like that's part of the deal. Like, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So. I, I, people do the A&M thumbs down. Fine with it. Hey, if yeah. you, t- you take a 65 yarder to the house. You want to go thumbs down to the crowd. Yep. That's all right. I'm not personally offended by that. I don't think no. you should get penalized. We got to lighten up. We got to lighten up too. Yeah. So I'm, definitely. I'm definitely for in general in life. Let's lighten up. Let's laugh well, at ourselves. Well, boys, so. that's tap drill for you. Where where you get the horns for getting the horns. <laughs> Very true. There you go. Well, fun show. Thanks, Henry. Thanks, Luke. Uh, thanks to our interns as well. Uh, also, want to let everybody know that we are about to launch and release. The Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. That's right. During the fantasy season, we will have an additional uh, podcast each week for you. And and so you can go subscribe to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast in Apple Podcasts. It should be there uh, by the end of the day. Uh, So check that out. And we'll have three episodes for you uh, in the next couple of weeks to get going and then throughout the fantasy season. And then we'll continue to be here on Mondays uh, through the summer. and, And then, of course, during football season, Uh, It'll be a ton of fun. So uh, thanks for listening today. As we wrap things up, I always like to say I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin, who's resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. Check out the uh, Unpack This devotional by going to unpackingit.com. You can also get your Fantasy Football Fellowship playbook at fantasyfootballfellowship.com. We'll talk to you next week right here on the Unpacking It podcast live. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.